Hello, friends, listeners, and newcomers. It's me, it's me, it's Eric B. You know me as the Raw Dog, but I'm here on the Sunday Night's Main Event Radio Network to give you impactful. That is right. We are back. We are back from the ashes, rising from the dead. Just as TNA is rising from the dead, a lot of people thought it could never happen. But Impact Wrestling is officially no more, and TNA Wrestling is back. You know what would be absolutely great? Let's get Spike TV back while we're at it. I'd be so down with that. Let's get six sides of rings. Hey, we all know we're not getting no six-sided rings, unfortunately. But this podcast is powered by Podstars.net and Destiny Wrestling. Also, make sure to check out all of the great podcasts that we have on the Sunday Night Main Event Radio Network. Go to SNME Radio on Facebook. Follow us there. We do live chats. Hey, we might even have a post for Hard to Kill if people think that it's worthwhile to do so. So if you're into wrestling and you love what I'm putting down, you can also catch our many other shows, including the Draw Review that I do with my co-host Randy C. every Tuesday about Monday Night Raw. But you're here for Impact Wrestling, right? So let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about Impact Wrestling, and then let's get into the Hard to Kill preview. Over the last week, Impact Wrestling has revealed all of their new titles, and Based on the reviews that we're seeing online, a lot of people like them, what they are seeing. I do like the colored straps. Uh, I like the white strap on the women's belt, and I definitely like the tag belt's red strap. I do think all the belts look very, very similar. And people are probably saying as they're hearing this, Eric, look at all of the belts across all organizations. It just looks like everything is almost identical. But it hasn't always been like that in history, right? When you look at WWE's history with the Winged Eagle belt and the IC title, they've always looked very, very different from each other. When I am looking at some of these belts that were revealed by Impact over... Or sorry, geez, this is going to take some while to getting used to. Um, After they've been revealed by TNA Wrestling on social media and on their weekly TV show, which has really been just clip shows over the last three weeks, that's why you haven't really heard much from me during that time. These belts look oddly similar. They look like you kind of did a create a belt on a create a pro wrestler, and you just made a little bit of tweaks to make it a different title. Um, but it is good to see the new refreshment, and I do like the way that they've been doing it through social media. Now, let's quickly talk about something that I'm not so much of a fan of. Now, these last few weeks, when we are looking at that, we've had um, kind of these filler pay-per-views, and we've also had just three weeks of clip shows. I feel like Impact hasn't done too much to get us very excited for the brand switch, or this upcoming pay-per-view. Besides give us matches, give us a little bit of something, we really don't have any meat to the bones on this one. I don't think that they've done enough to truly excite us as a fan base. They have given us this teaser that is upcoming that is saying that worlds will collide and you never know who's going to show up. The rumors are out there that there is a large announcement to be made during the pay-per-view. I don't know if that necessarily means a signing, folks. There's been a lot of rumors out there circulating about a potential partnership. Uh, You can find that online. I'm not going to speculate about the rumors during the podcast here. Going back to this quick 
uh, comment that I just made about the potential signing or the potential announcement that's being made. I did mention this on the main show here on the network on the weekend, but I will reiterate the point that as far as Impact Wrestling goes thus far or this new TNA brand, the relaunch of TNA goes, so far we've seen them make some major swings and misses and Obviously, that's going to happen when you're going after talents such as Will Ospreay and CM Punk. So, so far, we haven't had those two sign on. So, it's hard for me to know who this potentially is going to be looking to sign. They do keep on saying worlds will collide. So, don't be shocked if it's somebody from New Japan Wrestling. Um We'll, we'll see. Honestly, it could be even a Kazuchika Okada. Who is there actually in Las Vegas for the next night for Snake Eyes, which is going to be the following show. The pay-per-view Hard to Kill will be taking place at the Pearl Concert Theater, and that's located in the Palms in Las Vegas, Nevada. That location is a capacity of 2,500 fans. And as of right now, when I'm looking at the Ticketmaster sales, it looks like Potentially 50% has been filled, um, maybe a little bit more than that, but it doesn't look like the fans have reacted really the way that they were hoping to for this main pay-per-view. And maybe this is just kind of testing the waters to see how things are going to be because we were promised that we were going to get larger venues. 2,500 is still larger than, say, for example, a 500-person venue in Mississauga, Ontario, but... It's not what you really would have expected when they made those announcements. All right. Um, Again, guys, not being negative here, just sharing my opinion on how these last few weeks have been. So let's go ahead and let's get into the pay-per-view. Let's talk some hard to kill. In a no disqualification match, we've got Tommy Dreamer taking on Crazy Steve for the Digital Media Championship. Folks, I definitely thought this belt was going to change hands way before we got here. This Tommy Dreamer nostalgia run um, is probably taking as much time as it possibly can. And I think that Tommy is definitely ready to be back in the locker room, more of a leader, and maybe a little bit more in a producer role. Crazy Steve got a big push at the end there for Impact Wrestling. It just sucks that we've been off TV for this long that we maybe have forgotten it. Like, I'm not sure, right? If you are a new fan and you're just arriving for TNA Wrestling now, um, or you're an old TNA Wrestling fan and you're coming back to this, you, you're probably going to be entertained by the names that you're seeing here. But I feel like this should have been taken care of on TV, and I do believe that Crazy Steve is finally going to win this one, um, and probably in some type of a crazy fashion, uh, pun intended there, because Tommy definitely needs a little bit of some time off after this title run. All right, the next match, it is being toted as two eras collide, and God knows why. It is Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers versus Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. When I think back of, like, TNA Originals, right? When I think back about TNA Originals, I definitely think about Eric Young. I definitely think about Kazarian. I know that Eddie was a little bit further down with Davey Richards and the Wolves and all of that, but I still kind of lump him into the original Impact Wrestling. For whatever reason, in my nostalgic mind, that's where he is. Also, this is just another sneaky way for TNA to really stick it to me by ensuring that I need to watch another match that is Frankie Kazarian versus Eddie Edwards in one way or another. 
Um, I honestly think this has got to go to the good guys. I think Eric Young and Frankie Gazarian will be the the team that takes this one home. All right, next match is going to be Steve Macklin, the returning Steve Macklin versus Rich Swan. This is former Champions Clash, as they're touting it. It should be a decent match. Um, poor Steve gets to see his wife go over to AEW, and he's, uh, hey, you know what? I shouldn't say poor Steve because the guy's still on contract. He's still eating well. And that's what we want to see all of these wrestlers doing, especially after they have to face any hardships, for example, from any former promotions like the WWE and the way things ended for Macklin and uh, the Forgotten Sons there. An announcement here for the pay-per-view itself. It is DJ Who Kid and AJ Francis will be there. Legendary DJ Who Kid will be there and AJ Francis, the formerly known as Top Dollar who actually came out on the internet recently and said that top dollar botch, that super famous botch of him going over the top ropes, sort of, you know, falling over the top ropes, actually saved his life. He didn't realize that he was battling diabetes at that time. And if he didn't do that botch because he he realized he couldn't take off when he jumped, he probably would have lost both of his feet. So it's just crazy how things work out in the world, right? But that's the way it is. I mentioned before we started talking about the breakdown, Worlds Will Collide is being mentioned here. They keep saying you won't believe who's showing up on Saturday. Honestly, I hope that it's huge. I hope that it's epic. I hope it's something that can go viral. But uh, I'm I, I'm definitely going to say I, I'm going to hold my breath until I see who this is or what this announcement is. Uh, I don't want to be let down here, and I don't want to make any assumptions as to who it possibly could be. Next match, it's a monstrous challenge, and this is PCO versus Dirty Dango with his henchmen. Um, okay, uh, PCO is still here, folks. PCO is still kicking. He's still alive. You literally can't kill this man or gimmick, no matter how hard you try. I think PCO's got to win this one, honestly. Give the guy a win if he's sticking around there. Carl, he's one of the nicest guys, honestly. He's one of the nicest guys on the roster, and just that gimmick. Everybody loves the PCO gimmick. I feel like it might be losing a little bit of its steam, but definitely a fan favorite still. Our next match is going to be a Knockouts Ultimate X match, the first of all time. This is going to include Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, Giselle Shaw, Jody Threat, the debuting Zaya Brookside, and Danny Luna. Now, this match, uh, it like I said, it's the first ever Ultimate X match for the Knockouts. And as far as the competitors here go, I'm not too sure if everybody fits that Ultimate X category, Okay. I think Giselle Schaub and Alicia Edwards don't really fit the category as well as, say, for example, Jody Threat or Danny Luna, um, Zaya Brookside as well. Tasha Steeles, again, this is another one of these returns that we haven't really cared too much about. So I feel like this match is just a way to get some more knockouts onto this card and try to do it in a way that's going to be entertaining. Now, everybody loves Ultimate X matches, so... I am curious to see how this one plays out, but if you ask me, and like this is not only an opinion because um, of bias, bias uh, because I know this person or I've watched them wrestle for the last, you know, ten years, but Jody Threat definitely deserves this. At a certain point, 
Like this woman definitely could have found herself somewhere else. And when I was at AEW and she was there at the show, she put a hell of an effort into her match with the formerly known Ember Moon. It was a great match. It was a great showing. And honestly, it probably put her on the map. It probably had impact at the time's eyes on her to get her into it. So I feel like she's definitely put in the work. Give her a little run at the Ultimate X. Uh, sorry, at the X Division here. An X Division title, I'm assuming, is going to be revealed. But I feel like if there is a title there, Jody Threat is the one that should be holding it. So that's what I'm saying, and that's what we're going with. All right, TNA World Cha Tag Team Championship is next. And that is going to be the Austin Bay Club, who are currently the champions. Believe it or not, like honestly, believe it or not, uh, the Rascals, the Grizzled Young Vets, who are making their debut, as well as Mike Bailey and Trent Seven, who is making his debut. So a lot of debuts tonight, guys. They're definitely giving us some new faces here, but familiar faces. Uh, everyone's seen these people somewhere else. Grizzled Young Vets, everybody was a fan of them when they were with NXT, a little surprised by the release, but having them here now at Impact definitely bolsters the tag division. The Rascals, great as always, honestly. Uh, Trey Miguel and Wentz, they're just incredible in the ring together, and just, they are pure money. The Austin Bay Club, for whatever reason, Impact... Now TNA has done whatever they can to keep putting the belts on these guys. I feel like my heart of heart just needs to see these two split up. These guys need to be doing something else at this point. Um, I think that if you're going to ever push Ace Austin into the main event level, you got to do it sometime soon. And Chris Bay just fits so perfectly in the X division. I mean, so does Ace Austin, but... If you're going to take one of those guys and try to elevate it, is it going to be Austin or is it going to be Bay? Chances are it's probably going to be Austin just based on his look, let alone. Uh, Mike Bailey in this match as well. Everybody knows I'm a huge speedball mark. Trent Seven making his debut here in Impact. Uh, sorry, <laughs> TNA. But like I said, this is a guy that everybody's kind of used to. They've seen a lot of him. Nice to see him on the roster here. I don't see him sticking in the tag team division after this, but he definitely is a good hand to bolster this division and the current Destiny Wrestling Champion. Let me throw that in there as well. All right. The X Division Championship match is going to be Chris Sabin versus Kushida and El Hijo del Vikingo. If you guys have seen Vikingo go live, he's an incredible treat just to watch this guy go but this match should be great honestly between Kushida and Vikingo and the the talent of Saban and then also just how long he's been around everything that he knows about wrestling same and knows about Kushida too these guys know each other very well it usually leads to a very good match we're going to see some incredible spots from Vikingo and I think that I think that this is kind of going to be the time for Chris Saban to pass this torch because Kushida earlier in 2023, he won the ultimate X match. He never got his, you know, run of his real run of the championship. It never happened. Um, Leo rush was there at the time doing his thing, kind of stopping him from doing so. So I think that Kushida needs to take this one. Um, 
Oh, sorry. I didn't give my prediction here for the tag team championship. I think it's going back to the Rascals. I think that ABC needs to be broken up. Um, but it would not surprise me at all if the uppers at TNA were like, hey, just keep the belt on ABC. We don't know what we're really doing right now anyways. We're kind of in limbo in between the stage of Impact Wrestling and TNA. So maybe they'll do that just to be safe. Okay, so we have a big debut coming up here. Uh, this is a, a big free agent talent, as far as I'm concerned, that somehow, you know, other companies keep passing up on. But we have the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling, TNA Wrestling. Oh, my God. Josh Alexander, you know, is going to be taking on Alex Hammerstone in his debut match. If you guys haven't seen Alex Hammerstone, you can find a lot of his stuff online on YouTube because he wrestled for MLW, former heavyweight champion for MLW as well. And this guy can definitely go. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. Former stablemate of MJF. I was honestly surprised when MJF was brought to AEW that AEW didn't try to buy out Hammerstone to be his hired gun. And they went with Wardlow instead because they work so well together. Um, He is a big jacked dude he can definitely wrestle but we know that josh can wrestle better than anybody well anybody in impact anybody in tna for sure but one of the top five pure wrestlers probably in the world a uh, a modern day kurt angle as you call him he is a impact tna lifer and i think that josh alexander needs to win this one he needs to get himself back into the title division somehow And if he loses against Hammerstone, which, again, it would suck for Hammerstone in his debut match, but if he loses against Hammerstone, then where does Josh go from there? That's the reason why I feel like Josh needs to win this one. All right, up next, we got the Knockouts World Championship, and this is Trinity, who looks very good with that new white strap, might I uh, I add, and Jordine Grace. I think that Jordine Grace being the powerhouse, being the juggernaut that she is, The shape that she's gotten herself into, I believe that this is her time to take this belt. I I really do. I think that Trinity's had a very good run with it. She can definitely stay in the picture somehow with a rematch, potentially moving herself to the next pay-per-view. But I think that Jordan Grace deserves this. And I think that's why Jordan Grace is going to win this one. All right, the main event of the night here is the TNA World Championship, and that is between the champion Alex Shelley and the challenger Moose. Moose is finally cashing in on his contract, on his briefcase. He is finally going in for his match for the world title. A former TNA and Impact World Champion, Moose, will be taking on, you know, the legit, uh, the legit vet, honestly, of TNA wrestling unoriginal Alex Shelley. This guy was there for the first ever Impact Wrestling show. Um, It's crazy to see that he's here now for this. And to think about Alex Shelley from now to then, the way that he's developed, and also the impact that he's had on probably thousands of careers and then tens of thousands of fans, it's just wild, man. Honestly, it is wild. And... I believe he definitely will win this match. He is going to outwork Moose. Moose will have a strong showing because I think that Moose, you know, after signing his contract, now being with TNA for life as well, 
He deserves this match, but he doesn't deserve this title. Now, as soon as I said that out loud, the first thing that I thought to myself is, how do you take this belt off of Alex Shelley and give it to Josh? And there's only one way to do that, and that's if Moose beats Shelley at this pay-per-view, setting up a program with Josh Alexander. So I think, oh, honestly, guys, I'm changing my prediction. I hate to do it to you. I hate to do it, but I am changing my prediction. I think it's Moose. I think Moose is taking this title. I think he's going to hold it for a month or two, and I think they're going to move it back to the man himself, Josh Alexander. So, guys, if you want to check out the pay-per-view, it is going to be available on Triller TV. It's also going to be available on TNA+. Plus. Um, the new TNA Plus is available now, and they might be announcing some partnership with that as well. So if you are going to order it, maybe hold off until after the pay-per-view if you are going to do a monthly subscription. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we are all going to find out a little bit more after Saturday night. All right, folks, so that is my pay-per-view preview and predictions for Hard to Kill. If you made it all the way through the podcast, first of all, thank you so much for listening. Second of all, if you wanted to reach me directly, you can always find us on the SNME Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search SNME Radio. I am active there. You can message me directly. You can also find me on Instagram at Wrestling with Eric. That is without a W or without a G and wrestling. I know that is very confusing. Don't get me wrong. But that's what was available. So I went with it. So again, guys, if you made it all the way here to the end, thank you so much for listening. Please take care of yourselves and each other. And until the next time, continue to live your lives impactfully.